now we get into December and get the whole damn thing over with. No, 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 no. None of that bah humbug stuff. We're going to be cheerful this year. <laughs> today, today, what have we got? A Pandora's box of God knows what. What a kick, this wicked, wicked leak. Yes. <laughs> Chaos, folks. It's a media bonanza. The emperor has no clothes. No, the emperor is buck naked. Personally, I want to know what Prince Andrew is up to. That's the first thing I heard. A member of the British royal family has done something naughty. Yes, something, the naughty bits. Prince Andrew, I'm looking here, yes. Wickleek, um, actually, yes, the guy's made a getaway, so I, I guess. Anyway, gossip, folks. Gossip is just news in a bright red dress. Actually, I can't figure out, I'm a little dim, uh, I can't figure out whether this whole thing might be serious. I mean, how would I know? How would any citizen know uh, whether there was some some serious situation that maybe should have been kept under wraps? Ah, you're as sick as your secrets, says the nun. <laughs> we do know. One thing we do know. You and I and uh, that guy standing outside there. Yeah, we know that crimes have been committed, but we do not know where the bodies are buried, and perhaps now we will find out. Let's face it. We have never been innocent. Uh, our history is uh, bloody since Jamestown, since before, since forever. Um, we were never the good guys. It's funny how it took me a lifetime... An entire lifetime to learn that uh, every one of us has a hand in these things. Uh, humanity's woes. I tried to explain to a friend the other day that we were the good Germans. You remember the good Germans. Uh, the ones who were so shocked when they saw the death camps. There was one mayor. He and his wife went home and committed suicide. So maybe they didn't know, but... Uh, I don't see how anyone in today's world cannot know what we've been up to. Man's inhumanity to man makes countless thousands mourn, and man's inhumanity to woman is my favorite axe to grind, yes, as old as time. I am sick of venting. Wringing of the hands is tiresome, is boring. Uh, last night, I was listening to the radio. I had hoped to turn the damn thing off, just blank it out. But there it was, midnight, and uh, I was listening to all the, what is it, uh, the pundits jabbering. And then I dozed off, and I dreamt I was uh, in an office in the State Department. I think it was the State Department. I was working the phones with Hillary Clinton, you know, how that is, uh, calling everybody and apologizing. Uh, Hillary was impatient with me. She she kept telling me that this whole business, these leaks, you know, it's no joke. Uh, it puts people in danger. Not supposed to know what people think of us. I said, well, you know, uh, 
The late great Molly Ivins told us that uh, when it comes to politics and such things, we have to laugh or we will go insane. It's as simple as that. Well, she said she got another uh, another diet soda and she said, well, at least, at the very least, no one has been called fat. Well, that is true. That is true. But I hear that uh, a certain Korean head of state, uh, who shall be nameless, uh, he has been outed as flabby. I think flabby is worse than fat. My God. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's the sort of thing, you know, that can start wars. It's true. Anyway. Uh, this is a gift that will go on giving at least until Christmas uh, every day. We will hear one more naughty thing. Uh, I just can't wait to hear what they say about you know who. Never mind. Uh, in my in my dream, or as I was waking up, I, I heard this voice back of my back of my cortex there. I think it's the writer Juna Barnes. She said, Jennifer, any woman with a sense of humor is a lost woman. God, that is true enough. Dorothy Parker and all the rest. You know how that is. You have to keep a straight face. Otherwise, they won't take you seriously. Even feminists. They have to be grim. Or no one listens. I guess, uh, I guess all those women writers, the ones, you know, who curse war and demand justice, uh, the moment we see them cheerful and laughing and human, everything kind of goes soft. Uh, we know that the woman will cut you some slack, uh, Nothing, nothing scares the warmongers. Uh, maybe, maybe the doomsday crone inspires fear. I have this wonderful book called The Crone, Woman of Age, Wisdom and Power. I like to read that on KPFA, except it depresses people. Oh, they're so depressed. It's the Mama Spank Syndrome. They are so worried, you know, that Nemesis is coming and that the feminine principle will rear up and take revenge. Yes, that's Gotter Demerong, the death of the gods. It's coming, folks, coming. It's called, uh, what, Mutspell, the mother's curse miasma. That's what happens, you know, when you fool Mother Nature, do the wrong thing. She will come and uh, she will do us in. <laughs> of course, the thing is now, old Oscar Wilde told us that you can't get rid of bo wars, bores either, yes. Uh, you can't get rid of violence, conflict, any of that stuff uh, by jabbering about how evil and wicked or unjust it is, you know. It's only when War and conflict, uh, violence is rendered ridiculous. Then men will give it up. They don't want to be caught being silly, you know. <laughs> the joke, yes. As soon as they get the, the cosmic joke. Absurdistan. That's what it is. Absurdistan. I wish, oh God, I wish it were. Uh, 
will go and liberate absurdistan uh i went to my books this morning to look for the heavy stuff the serious stuff uh the stuff that i wish would be on the uh net would leak out uh everywhere primetime television there's a woman's declaration from afghanistan and i read it over and i thought well you know this is all true and of course they're right and you know taliban and all that and then let's see it's a uh, rawa r a w a the uh, revolutionary association of uh, women in afghanistan and of course says all the right things the way we said all the right things back in Seneca Falls but of course uh that's just paper that's just print i kind of well i do remember i was looking up the material on the ancient prehistoric stones back um in the old celtic religion uh all that stuff about ancient mother right and i thought surely that the women in afghanistan would be the first ones to understand all that stuff that they have a primal place on earth and iraq my god that's where the city of ur you know that city u r is spelled ur the original the ancient uh sumeria mesopotamia don't mess with mesopotamia that sacred ground the cradle of civilization the oldest of the old world never mind these days you know how it is uh <laughs> that stuff doesn't penetrate the pentagon it just doesn't get across to the guys uh oh gosh i could never decide uh whether or not the feminist fist in the air is the best idea or whether uh it is better for people to have some comfort uh living in denial makes a lot of sense to me in recent years uh i was just looking through my stuff i was going to read you something by william eb du bois but i know what will happen i'll get into it it's called the damnation of women I'll get into it and then I will forget to tell you some things that I need to remind you of just in case I forget. I'm always trailing off and forgetting the serious important stuff like uh tonight folks for those of you who like to listen get things from the horse's mouth there's an evening with Chris Hedges. Now Christopher Hedges was on all the radio stations this morning. Uh let's see so on uh, KALW and then he was on um, KQED anyway he's got all kinds of good things uh the book is the death of the liberal class and what he said on the radio today was so right on so cheerful uh, <laughs> yes uh, apparently what's left of the left <laughs> is is not the sort of thing um we can count on yes the death of the liberal class his other books chris hedges is so sharp uh empire of illusion american fascists uh truth dig columnist he says oh mitch cheserich our own mitch cheserich will be the host he will introduce chris hedges and the show is tuesday november the 30th tonight today 6:30 p.m.
You've got three hours to get ready and go. 6.30 p.m., First Congregational Church. That's the church at 2345 Channing at Durant. It is a lovely venue. I like to go there because it's comfortable. You don't have to sit on the floor like old lefties. Uh, some of us old lefties are just too stiff to to sit on the floor in back rooms anymore. Anyway, let's see. The tickets are $12. Uh, telephone number over there. Let me give you the telephone in case you want to call up. It's an 800 number. 838-3006. Once again. Telephone number for tickets. 800-838-3006. Or just show up, you know. $12 seems reasonable. Oops, wait a minute. $12 for the ticket. If you get there at the door, it's $15. I'm sure they can work something out. Let's see. This is sponsored by us, by KPFA Radio and Nation Books. Mitch Jeserich will be there. The time is 6.30 p.m. And it will be a wonderful evening of solidarity and good cheer, Chris Hedges. I got a bunch of other stuff here. Oh, Lord. I don't know. I should have a calendar. I should have an extra 10 minutes to give you guys all these wonderful events. There's stuff happening between now and Christmas every night. Uh, oh, jeez. It's funny, the thing that, the thing that, um, uh, just hits me right in the heart here is my friend Terry Cockerell. He's a disabled Berkeley retired architect here, it says. Yes, dear Terry. He is struggling to hang on to Berkeley's warm pool. Isn't it funny how it always comes down to some small thing? It's the sort of thing that would change my life. The uh, warm pool over at the high school is something that 600 disabled uh, folks, you know, babies, uh, senior citizens, it's used by uh, seven to 800 disabled. Anyway, we're trying to save the pool. They want to do the demolition in June. And we can't have that. I think I'm, I would be happy to go over to Berkeley High and chain myself to the gate. I think maybe I should do that. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, if we protest enough, we can keep the pool for three or four years more while they build a replacement. Now, for some people, that warm pool is what's keeping them alive. I think maybe uh, it is the little things that make life worth living, folks. Just a few little things. Anyway, there's a book. I had it here one day, and I didn't bring it today. Uh, uh, it's a, a publication that has 170 interviews with the disabled pool users. And uh, it's an amazing book with pictures i i used to take it to meetings sometimes it's very cheerful and it's just amazing how the ordinary things in life are the things you know that keep us going from day to day let's see oh one more one more mine elders yes oh it's a reading this friday night it's not me i will probably read something let's see who showed adam david miller it's a uh 
It's an art show, actually. The Poet Laureate, or Export Laureate, now, uh, Robert House, will be uh, reading. I guess he's the star. And all the rest of us, uh, there are portraits of Berkeley elders. What have we got? 20, 20 fascinating elders from the Bay Area. Uh Painter is Phoebe Ackley, A-C-K-L-E-Y. Phoebe came to my house and she painted me. I was in a complete tizzy that day. I don't know. I probably, probably messed up that. Anyway, it's a picture of me with my cat. Anyway, uh, one, two, three. I just see three or four pictures. One lady has a little bird on her finger here. Anyway, I'm looking at the blurb and it just says that we're cordially invited. Everyone is invited to uh, the opening of the art show. Uh, the show opens at 5.30 Friday, December the 3rd. That's this coming Friday. The poetry reading by uh, Robert House and some of the rest of us. I'm not sure who. I'm sure Adam David Miller will want to read. It's a nice portrait of Adam here. Huh? Yes. He looks He looks cheerful. Anyway, uh, the poetry reading's at 7.30, and uh, the uh, name of the place is Studio One Art Center. It's in Oakland. Studio One Art Center. It's 365 45th Street at Shafter. I'll have to get a friend to take me there, because I'd get lost, yes, 365 45th Street at Shafter in Oakland. And there's a phone number, 510-597-5027. Once again, it's in the five and dime area code, 510-597-5027. That's an art gallery. And there are 20 portraits of Berkeley elders. I I still wince at this categorizing of people, but I guess that's okay. Uh, I suppose since everyone gets old, it's not really a category. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a nice idea. Uh, Phoebe Ackley, Queen of Arts at sbcglobal.net oh dear let me give that once again the artist she's queen of arts uh, she has hyphens right queen of arts there are two hyphens queen hyphen of hyphen arts at sbcglobal.net okay that's Friday December the 3rd the poultry readings at 7 30. I think I'll probably get there by 7. Hope to see you there. Let's see. Everybody else going out of town. My kind engineer Frank Sterling will not be here next week. He's going out of town and so am I. I have left a uh, an interview here with a writer named of Barry Spector wrote a book called Madness at the Gates of the City. That is, yes, it's written a book 
about. Uh, <laughs> this general malaise, folks. Um, History is definitely happening out there. Have you noticed that? Oh, yes. History is happening. Before I read Du Bois, I think I'm going to rehearse. Yes. I was looking here to see. I have a, a folder that I I uh, file under. Apocalypse or the Four Horsemen of, you know, they're my favorite doomsday poems. For some reason or another, this w- Wicca leak has made me think of all the uh, all the things that are written about man, the nature of man. I have here something I have written, plus a whole pile of stuff by uh, the late great Mark Twain. I read that Mark Twain's autobiography practically sold out. The first volume has come out. Apparently, only 5% of the first volume is really something new. Uh, most of it's been published before. At least, I've read most of it. They say that the third volume does have material in it that might not have been published before. Uh, the first volume, the one that's out now, is only 5% new stuff. What I've got is Mark Twain's Letters from the Earth. And like me and half the people I know, uh, Mark Twain is obviously, uh, what's the word, uh, a misanthrope. That's right, a misanthrope. Someone who is very angry with his fellow man. Uh, as Mark Twain says, human history in all ages is red with blood, bitter with hate, stained with cruelties. Not since biblical times have these features been without a limit of some kind. Even the church, and he goes on to say that uh, uh, in the 19th century, that's his century, Things have uh, kind of gone overboard. There's no limit anymore, he says. <laughs> and then there's several several pieces of letters from the earth that describe in horrific detail what America, the American military, did in the Philippines. Horrific. Uh, just got awful. I don't even want to tell you. But check out your recent New Yorker. There's a decent... Um, well, an introduction to the works of Mark Twain. And they have several passages there describing uh, the brave and heroic things that um, the Americans did to the Philippine civilians, you know, leaving not even a baby breathing, that sort of thing. Twain says man is totally without mercy. He slays, slays, slays all men, beasts, all the boys, all the babies, also all the women and all the girls, except those that have not been deflowered. And he goes on to describe in great detail what is done in order to deflower the women before, before he kills them. Yes, I think I must, this year, this is uh, 2010, I think I must read lots of Mark Twain this year because his misanthropic point of view agrees with my own and obviously if his uh, so-called autobiography is selling out I think we need to go back and uh, review our notes actually uh, yeah, letters from the earth if you go to the second hand bookstore you need not spend uh, big money on the uh, the new books the new autobiography I'm, I'm sure uh, of course 
people will want to give it for Christmas and all that. But uh, I have here with me, I have three copies of Letters of the Earth. And this little paperback I have, let's see, copyright 1938. 38. This particular little paperback was published in 1974. But obviously the work was out there. In 1938, yes. Wonderful stuff. Check out uh, The Diary of Adam and Eve. He has a lot of extracts from that. And, uh, yes, a lot of literary criticism. Glances at history, outlines of history. Uh, Actually, uh, yes, so many of his, uh, what will we call them, rants. Recall... The the piece in Dostoevsky's Brothers Karamazov, you remember a character called the Grand Inquisitor? A man who held up <laughs> Christianity. Well, he shredded, let's face it. Uh, yes, the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, anyway, there's that and then lots of books, um, well, lots of uh, takes on etiquette, on, oh well, burlesque, I guess the piece that I should read soon, perhaps at Christmas, on Christmas Day, right, I'll read Twain's The Damned Human Race. Ah, yes, was the world made for man? (laughs) And then, the best one of all, The Intelligence of God, we'll save that for Christmas, it's just perfect for Christmas. Uh, Now, I still have W.E.B. Du Bois on The Damnation of women is much too long. Oh, darn. It's way too long. I'll have to save it. Uh, du Bois has some very good things to say about women, and the thing that he does that matters, of course, is that he uh, points out that while all women are under the yoke, it is uh, the black woman who has had to uh, suffer the most, work the hardest. And, as I keep saying, yes, she's the one with the best sense of humor. Uh, anyway, uh, he wrote it, he says, as a tribute. Just a little thing to the memory of these women and the inspiration he gave them. He says, some few women are born free. And some, amid insult and scarlet letters, achieve freedom. But our women in black had freedom thrust contemptuously upon them. With that freedom they are buying an untrammeled independence. And dear as is the price they pay for it, it will, in the end, be worth every taunt and groan. For today the dreams of the mothers are coming true. We have still our poverty, our degradation, our lewdness, and our cruel toil. But we have, too, a vast group of women of Negro blood who, for strength of character, cleanness of soul, and unselfish devotion of purpose, is today easily the peer of any group of women in the civilized world, and more than that, In the great rank and file of our five million women, we have the upworking of new revolutionary ideals, which must in time have vast influence 
on the thought and action of this land. And he goes on to uh, spend a few more paragraphs honoring the women of his race. It's somewhat, uh, <laughs> somewhat dated, yes. He does speak of their beauty, their dark and mysterious beauty, their midnight eyes, their crumpled hair, their soft, full-featured faces, so forth. He talks about their warm and subtle spell. I guess, I guess, W.E.B. Du Bois meant well. He did his best. Maybe I'll see you Friday night. This has been Jennifer Stone. I will be back on the air two weeks from today, if not before. Until then, uh, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Yo soy Julieta Cusni, aquí con la Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza, bringing you noticias en español and in English. Música, poesía. Soy Nina Serrano, la Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza, every Tuesday, 7 to 8. My name is Oscar Munia, la Raza Chronicles, here at KPFA 94.1 FM. Yo soy Vanessa Bohm, aquí con la Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. Every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m., bringing you Noticias de la Raza Community. Yo soy Nicté, Crónicas de la Raza, todos los martes de 7 a 8 p.m. This is Maya, aquí con la Raza Crónicas, every Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m., worldwide at kpfa.org, and in the Bay at 94.1.